amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned in and listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. As always, I thank you for tuning in. We are back. We took a little bit of an extended hiatus. This is our second podcast since we came back on a regular schedule. We did some post-election podcasts, a couple of post-election podcasts where my buddy Matt Wood and I sat down and, and talked about what it meant for America. Well, we're finally seeing what it means for America, and none of it's, none of it's good. Um, so we're back. This is the second podcast since we came back on a regular schedule. And I just have to say that I'm very, very thankful that I took that time off to rest and rejuvenate. And that's going to be important over the next several months because uh, the fight that we've been talking about, it's real, it's spectacular. It's going to be very taxing to those of us who care about this country, but the work is important. Um, it, it's so important that we continue to fight what is happening. So what is happening? Well, yesterday, um, the acting attorney general was fired because she was doing her job. Federal employees take an oath of office to defend the Constitution. And we're going to be talking about the Constitution a lot on today's show and in the shows to come because that, my friends, is where the fight lies. The fight to to save this country is going to lie in our most fundamental document, in, in the framework that the founders put in place to make sure that abuse of power, the abuse of power that we are seeing right now does not happen. More on that later. Uh, first of all, I think we need to talk with we, we need to start with a, a discussion, a talk about what it means to have access to information that's going to be so important over the course. It's always important, right? But it's going to be even more important over the course of the next several months because having access to information is vital to first to know what's going on and second to to counteract what's going on. And I think it's important to to mention, first of all, that the false information that has been such a problem, that was such a problem leading up to the election, hi, Facebook and Twitter, I see you, um, is, is still continuing to happen. When, when you look at the tragedy that happened in, in Quebec yesterday and how Fox News uh, inaccurately reported about who committed that atrocity and never bothered to correct it. Have they even corrected it yet? Um, I doubt it. That that's you know the truth is not what they are in the business of doing. 
If, if you get your information from Fox News, you are part of the problem. Um, but we, we've got to be careful about the misinformation that is being spread. And, and folks, we really, really, really do not need people with a conscience quitting their jobs with the federal government with the federal government. We need them now more than ever. We're going to depend upon them. We're going to rely upon them to to help us get this access to information. Now the the, um, the executive branch is doing its darndest to try to prevent Americans from having that access. And we can't continue you know we can't let that happen. We cannot continue to um, you know, to let that happen. We've got, we're going to rely upon Americans who love this country, who are not committed to partisan politics, who are committed to doing the right thing. It's scary to think about that that's where we are as a country, is relying upon true patriots, true people, people who really believe in the Constitution, who believe in separation of power and that leads me to where the fight is going to be separation of power is going to be vital to the resistance the the executive branch under president bannon uh, yes trump is not your president it's steve bannon steve bannon is the one running the show and he is committed to the destruction of this country don't fool yourself he is committed to the destruction of this country the separation of power doctrine is in place to prevent what we're seeing from happening. We're living in unprecedented times where we're going to be forced to defend that. Uh, we, the people, we're going to be forced to defend that. And part of that is holding your elected officials to accountability. It's holding your government to accountability. The separation of power doctrine means that no one branch can set themselves up as an autocracy. Um, and really the problem is always with the executive branch. As we've seen, you know, we've come close to where we are now before, but we've never been where we are before. Um, and that leads me back to Sally Yates and what happened with her. It's only been 11 days. Guys, it's only been 11 days and we're already at a constitutional crisis how crazy and scary is that but this new administration in that short period of time has shown its disdain for the most sacred of american documents the constitution and the separation of powers doctrine the constitution is the framework through which this country is designed to operate so what's next I continue to believe that it is vital for us to find out what happened with this election. Uh, all evidence points to the fact that Donald Trump and his cronies colluded with a foreign government to influence this presidential election. Can we invalidate this election? I don't know. It's I don't know. What do we do? If we find out that, in fact, that is true and that this new administration colluded with a foreign government 
to, to gain power. Better yet, how far does the collusion go? The people talking about impeachment fail to realize that if you impeach Donald Trump, you're, you're, you're going to put in power the people that helped him. The, the line of succession is scary. Mike Pence, do you trust Mike Pence, Mike Pence and Paul Ryan, and they are as complicit as Donald Trump. Don't fool yourself. They are as complicit as Trump and Bannon in are in what has happened. I mean, the line of succession should scare you. And, and stop and think about that for a minute. Let's assume that we're right and that there was collusion to steal this election. If you impeach, you're just putting – they're putting the people in power that are going to be in that line of succession. That's wrong. <laughs> you can't have that. You can't impeach one person and put other complicit people in power. The only way to get a true correction would be to vacate the election if, in fact, we're right and there is – there was Russian meddling in our election, which, you know, I, I don't see any way around it. I think that that is true. But getting that information, again, is going to be so important. Where is it? Where are, where are we on that? What's going on there? What do we know? These are all questions you should be asking. Um, and, and, but what if that report comes out and – in fact, this new administration are traitors to your country. You can remove a president for treason. You can remove a vice president for treason. For treason. But what happens if the whole top of the party is complicit? What do you do then? Is there something that you can do? I refuse to believe that there's nothing that can be done. And I believe that the spearhead of this is going to be the judiciary. That is what the separation of powers is designed to do. The, ju the judicial branch is going to be the ones to frame the issues. The court system is going to be the one. Don't listen. Don't piss off a bunch of lawyers. You will not like what you get. And I was so buoyed by the fact that so many lawyers turned out over the weekend to volunteer their time and their services to help save this country. But it's going to be the judiciary that that puts in place the framework. There are already lawsuits all across the country over the unconstitutional action. Eleven days, there are already lawsuits all across, uh, all across the country over the unconstitutional actions of your new administration, of, of the executive branch. And those lawsuits are not going to stop. They're going to grow. They're going to grow not just in volume but in tenor. And so it's going to be the court system. It's going to be the judiciary that will frame the issues. But the judiciary cannot enforce anything. It will be up to Congress to do what needs to be done. And that is a scary thought. Will the GOP, if in fact it's it's shown that their party engaged in treason, will the GOP, the people who didn't, the senators and and representatives and other um, GOP people who didn't participate, what will they do? 
Do they have a soul? Do they care about this country? Do they believe in separation of power? Do they believe in the things that make this country already great? I don't know. I'm not convinced that they do. So is there a third option here? I think possibly that there is. And bear with me here because we're still feeling our way through this. We don't, I mean, you know, in my short life, have we ever been faced with such a an issue of such magnitude? We, I mean, we, we sort of saw it with Nixon, but the checks and balances operated there and worked you know, to make sure that, um, you know, that this country was saved. Can we save this country again? The Constitution, my friends, is a living, breathing document. Just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean that there are not things within that great document that can't come into play to make sure that this doesn't happen, that we don't continue down the road that, we are on right now. So what is that third option? Well, we'll take a quick break when we come back. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, so stay tuned in. You are listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I woke up and wished that I was dead With an aching in my head I lay motionless in bed I thought of you And where you gone All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I am your host. My name is Sharona. We're going to do a 30-minute pod this morning just to kind of raise some of the issues that that have been going on in my mind and, and the things that I have been looking at and, and researching and trying to figure out now, here we are. What do we do now? Where do we go from here? Impeachment does not give me comfort. It shouldn't give you comfort. Impeachment, in my opinion, humble opinion, I'm just a average small American with, you know, you know, the same thoughts and fears that a lot of you have. But in my opinion, impeachment is not your answer because cut off the head there's a whole lot of worms underneath and I I don't take comfort in that I don't take comfort in you know cutting off the head that committed treason and still leaving possible you know treasonous villains in in power I'm not comforted by that so that third option what does that mean well um Again, the Constitution is a living, breathing document. It was drafted over two centuries ago. It was designed to allow for the principles that set forth one of the most binding things about our, you know, our form of government, and that is separation of power. That's the framing mechanism through which your government, through which your system is designed to work. So what happens when the executive branch violates that? What do you do about it? Um, And better yet, as we already mentioned, what happens if the evidence shows that the executive branch 
gained power through treason. What do you do about that? Such an injustice cannot be allowed to stand. So we need that information. We need to know what happened. Once we get it, what what happens then? It, It seems inevitable that there would be a lawsuit, right? Now, who is the person to bring that lawsuit? Is it Hillary Clinton? Would Hillary Clinton be the one to... To, to 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 file a lawsuit over that and to try to invalidate the election. I'm coming more and more to the belief that that's probably, if we get that far, if we get that information, if that's what happened, I'm coming more and more to the realization that that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, what what other recourse is there? What do you do with that information? Who is the one to take that information and do something about it. Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party, the party that had the election stolen from them, never forget that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. That's going to be important, I think. So Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, and if, in fact, the election was was stolen isn't isn't the recourse to invalidate that election? I know that there was um, a HuffPost article talking about this issue and, and talking. There's only one case that I could find, one case that was talked about in that HuffPost article, and it's an interesting case. It deals with it's a federal case. It deals with um, uh, an election where there was actual voter fraud. That was alleged, and 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 the evidence um, proved that. And the federal judge in that case threw the election results out, and and in in the seat, the um, the person who had the election stolen from them. It's not analogous. I mean, it's not. It it's problematic in that it's not a very it's not a spot-on comparison. Um, you know, part of the problem is that I'm having to brush off. For me, is that I'm having to brush off and go back and try to, you know, remember a lot of things that I've forgotten because I just haven't, you know, haven't used them. Um, you know, I've always been a constitutional nerd. Uh, constitutional law was the thing that I focused on when I was in law school and. Um, in that case is, we'll, we'll treat that case out, let you take a look at it. It's interesting, but it doesn't, strictly speaking, it doesn't necessarily apply. But I think it does have some good foundation. At least it's a good foundation for a discussion about what do we do? What do we do if, in fact, we learn that Russia colluded with top GOP officials to influence this election. The remedy to that, you cannot continue, you can't let those people stay in power, can you? I mean, that would be, that would go against everything the Constitution stands for. It would violate the separation of powers doctrine. It would violate the basic principles through which 
we govern. Not just separation of power, but the fact that your government is for the, is, is for the people by the people. Not for Russia, not for power-hungry politicians who want to institute a new world order. By, by the way, did you see Steve Bannon talking about that? They don't respect your most basic institutions. They don't respect the Constitution. They don't respect you. They don't respect the average American. Look, Paul Ryan, the, the thought of Paul Ryan holding our nation's highest office is frightening. It should frighten you. It frightens me. So what do we do? What is the re- There has to be a remedy. I refuse to believe that there's no remedy. And again, I think it comes down to the two branches checking the power of the executive branch. It has to be that way. Um, I, I don't see any other way around it. That's what the separation of power doctrine is designed to do. So I continue to think it ha- there has to be a correction. You can't impeach and allow those who are complicit in what happened to stay in power. You just can't. Not not only does it violate the con- – it just violates the notion of fundamental fairness. You can't have that. So what we're going to need in addition to folks who are committed to doing the right thing, people who have a soul, people who believe that this great country is worth saving, not only do we need those people to stay – in their respective jobs, to try to protect us as much as they possibly can, to try to get us as much access to information as they can. But we also need politicians to remember who they work for. You don't work for a political party. Partisan politics is bullshit. You don't work for a political party. You work for the people. Please don't forget that. And I am so glad to see the Democrats finally growing a set of balls and acting like they remember that. You know, I'm not sure that shutting down the government over the um, cabinet nominations is the right thing, but it's certainly one thing, one possible mechanism to delay things while we try to figure out what happened with this election. You know, we need to figure out what happened with this election. We need to know exactly what involvement top GOP officials had with with Russia and influencing things. And if it takes shutting down the damn government, we'll do it. Acting like this is business as normal is to ignore the fact that this is not business as normal. This, none of this is normal. Please don't normalize this. I mean, I can't, you know, I don't remember. I'm a historian. I was, you know, I, I have a history degree. I don't remember Nixon 
everything that I know about it is is secondhand, you know, through history books and whatever. But for, so for me, this is like the worst crisis this government, this country has ever seen. And I know I'm repeating myself, but I refuse to believe we can't do something about it. I refuse to believe that we can sit here and allow this to happen. I, I don't think that that's the case. I think that there's, you know, there are things in that Constitution, in the separation of powers doctrine, that are instructive that will help us, you know, figure out a way to correct the path that this country has has traveled down. You know, we're going to have to to see what, you know, what the investigation reveals, what the inf- information reveals, but you know, what it, what happens if we don't if if that information is suppressed? That's one of my biggest fears is that the suppression of information is going to continue to happen and we're we're never going to get that. We're never going to find out what happened. We've got to find out what happened. It's vital that we find out what happened. It's vital that we know exactly what measures these GOP men took to seize power. Because impeachment doesn't give me any comfort at all. You know, if you have any thoughts on this, if you have any, you know, if you disagree with me, if you think that impeachment, I'm willing to be educated. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to think about um, alternative measures. So, you know, if you have any suggestions, if you have any ideas, send them to me. You can find me on Twitter at Sports by Sharona. Email me, sportsbysharona at gmail.com. Um, you know, we're all in this together. This in The time for partisan politics it, it was it was never time for partisan politics, okay? But if you believed in that, the time for that is over. It's way over. Send me send me your thoughts. Send me, you know, send me anything. Send me hope. What can we do? What do you think we can do? We're at a crisis here. How do we how do we fix this? How do we save this country? I've given you my thoughts, so we'll take another quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up, so stay tuned in. You're listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. All right, we're back. That's it for today, a short podcast. We're going to do shorter podcasts, but the good news is that on Friday, we're going to actually talk a little bit about sports. On the show, I'm going to be sitting down with Tracy McCarthy, uh, who is the Patriots reporter for NFL Female, one of my sisters at NFL Female. We're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Don't worry, we're not going to drop this subject. It's too important. We're going to continue to talk about this. We're also going to talk about some sports. So Friday's show will probably be a little bit longer, but we're not going to be doing 
well, I shouldn't say, never say never, right? I, I won't say that we won't do any, but we're not going to regularly do two, three-hour podcasts like we did last year. We're going to do shorter podcasts, so just a short podcast this morning, 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Friday um, with a little bit of a longer podcast. We'll make some sports in and stuff. In the meantime, if you have any suggestions, if you have any ideas, hit me up, Sports by Sharona. Check out my website, Bat Talk with Sharona. I hope that you have a wonderful day, and we'll be back on Friday. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.